Welcome to Tenemini Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in Proverbs 16. We're going to go through 1 through 15, and uh, we're going to be getting into some serious scriptures again in the book of Proverbs. We're going to, we've been trucking along through Proverbs, and now we're just going to keep continue moving along in that cycle. Amen? Amen. Alright, so, uh, jumping right in, Proverbs 16 and 1, it says, The plans of the heart belongs to man. Mm -hmm. The plans of the heart, it belongs to man. Right? You make a plan, This is it's in your heart. Because this is what you want to do. The key is, this is what you want to do. Right? And that doesn't mean that's always a bad thing. Because sometimes God will put things in your heart. And, and, and you really truly want to get it done. And, you know, you just have to know if it's of God or not. Right. It says, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So, the question comes up in the heart. This is my plan, Lord. This is what I want to do. It says, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Whether you carry this thing going out and how you carry it out. Now, how does the answer come uh, of the tongue? Because once you start putting this thing together, you'll start, okay, you'll start delegating authority and everything will start falling into place. Right? Yeah. And when it starts falling into place, as you, you know, you start getting anything in order, the Lord is orchestrating it for you. Mm -hmm. When I put this church together, you know, it was like, okay, God put it on my heart to call this church Ten of Meetings. Once I decided, and, I, and, and God had put that in my heart to have this church, and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get it started. God started moving things in the direction of this church coming to fruition. Right? And you will know when it's God doing because a lot of the stuff that came to this church and the way it came together, it couldn't have been nobody but God. You know? So your answers is going to come from God. If the question is truly from your heart, whether you get it or not. Two says, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Right? So if the Lord weighs the spirit, He's weighing. Now, your motives, it says, to man, it's pure in your own eyes. I truly want to do this for God. This is what I want to do. You know. But God weighs the spirit. Because there's a lot of things that we do as human beings with good intentions. Right? But in the wrong spirit. Right. Hmm. You can do things with the 
with good intentions, mm -hmm. but in the wrong spirit. Mm -hmm. And then it, you, you'll start seeing the things unravel, and it, and it won't come out pure as you thought it was. Right. Because the true intent will eventually come out of why you did a such thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't do this for this right reasons. You wanted to do it, yeah. But you didn't do it for the right reason. Right. God weighs the spirit, and your spirit wasn't right when you put this thing together. Uh -huh. And you'll see things fall apart. Sometimes you can watch things in people's lives fall apart, and you'll be like, man, if they just had the right motive behind it, it would have been perfect. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. The spirit wasn't right. That's why the things, we, we don't really understand it. The things that we do starts from within the spirit, and it comes out into the natural. Mm -hmm. Right? Your pure motive, as a human being, that pureness starts from within. Mm -hmm. And it works its way on the outside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It starts within you, and then it works its way on the outside. Now, how pure that motive is when you start it. And we've seen things where it started out great, but it ended up horrible. Right. And that's because the spirit in which you started it, it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. But the spirit in which you started it went right. And it, and it, and it manifested itself. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Three says, commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I start committing my, my work to the Lord, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this in your name. Father, I'm doing this with the intent of pleasing you. Right? And God will establish your work. But how will he know? Because he's going to read your heart. He's going to weigh. He's going to weigh your spirit. God reads the heart and he weighs the spirit. Both things are in you. You don't want to see what you're doing. You know, because the outside appearance can be deceiving. God just starts with from within. He gets to the core of the matter. Right. And that is going to determine whether God established your plans or not. Mm. For it says, the Lord was made, has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. The Lord has made everything for its purpose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Even the wicked for the day of trouble. The wicked is there to sentence you. 
Right? We try to avoid certain things and certain people. But God will use those certain things and certain people to put you back in line. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or we can look through, you know, the Old Testament on how God used, uh, uh, He used um, countries and different uh, people to put the children of Israel back into captivity. Yeah. You know? It says, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Everyone who is arrogant in heart it's an abomination to the Lord. Uh, uh, and remember we talked about last week how we're going to start seeing a lot of other things that are an abomination to the Lord. He says, be assured, he will not go unpunished. People who are arrogant in their heart, God say, they're not getting away with nothing. Mm-hmm. Be assured right. that they're coming. Mm-hmm. God can't stand the arrogant heart. Mm-hmm. God loves humble hearts. Right? Mm-hmm. Six says, Be steadfast love and faithfulness inquired and in, in, Iniquity, faithfulness, faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. So it says, by steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. Okay, there we go. (laughs) And it says, and by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. So by steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. So as long as you are in Christ... And you have steadfast love and you're faithful to God. You can atone for your sins. Mm-hmm. Right. It says, and by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. Mm-hmm. When you have true reverence for God, you're going to turn away from evil things. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you value your relationship with God more than doing things of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's important. This is how your relationship grows with God. Right? right? right. Seven says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways pleases the Lord, God will take his enemy. He'll take your enemies and make them have peace with you. Right. I'm not saying that y'all are going to be buddy-buddy. Uh-huh. But they won't bother you. Yeah. You know? You won't say nothing. And, and you know... It's a beautiful thing when God has everything firing on all cylinders for you. 
right? Yeah. It's like you have that season of your life when everything is just clicking. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody had a season like that where everything just seemed to be going right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. God is pleased with you when you do that. You know, He says He He said He'll take your enemies. And they'll be at peace with you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Even your enemies will be at peace with you. But that's only when man's ways please the Lord. When you are truly seeking the Lord for real. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Right? Yeah. It says, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. You know, and they're saying it's better to have a little and be righteous than to have a lot and dealing with a lot of injustice in your life. Uh -huh. Right? Dealing with a lot of sin in your life. Because with that sin comes mess. Right? It comes chaos. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And, you know, we, we can't allow chaos to, to take over us. We can't allow it to, to rule our lives. And we, and we get to that point, you know, a lot of times when we don't, when we don't, Stay in Christ like we like we're supposed to, or like we should. You know, we we get to doing things and saying things, and you can. It's easy to get off course. Yeah. And then when you get off course, it's it's you know it's hard for you to kind of rig yourself back in. Uh huh. And that's why it's important to have a lot of friends in Christ mm -hmm. as well. I mean, too many of us have friends that we have a lot of friends, but. Most of them are not in Christ, and those are the ones we hang around all the time. Right? You know, and we have to stop doing that because we need somebody to reel us back in and help us stay on the right track. Right. Right. So true. Nine says, "The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps." Heart of man plans his way, mm -hmm. but the Lord establishes his steps. So, again, as you make these plans, God is the one who plans your steps. That's right. He establishes your steps as you go about doing it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But this is when you are in Christ. Say that, say that. You're doing these things for the right reasons. And you can rest assured, if you're doing this for the glory of God, God is going to make sure whatever you're doing is going to happen. Say that, say that. He reads your heart. Right? Mm -hmm. And above, he, we saw that He weighs your spirit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ten says, an oracle is on the lips of a king, his mouth does not sin in judgment. Right? 
an oracle is on the lips of the king. He's speaking what he has heard and not from his own mouth. So his mouth doesn't does not sin in judgment because he takes counsel. And that's the point, you know. A lot of times we don't take counsel on the things that we do. If you really want God to establish you in the things that you're doing in your life, you have to include God. And that's what these scriptures is basically talking about. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Making sure you include God. Because without God, it's going to fail. Say that, say that. Right? Without God, it's going to fail. Without the right motive, it's going to fail. Uh -huh. So, you're trying to build buildings or you are, you know, establishing yourself in, in some kind of business or whatever you're trying to do. You know, even if you, you're pastors trying to start a church or whatever the case may be, whatever you do, you have to keep God involved. Right. You know, you have to keep God involved. And as you keep him involved, he's going to establish the steps that you're taking to do these things. If your heart is right, if your motives are pure, God is with you. And you are in Christ. He's with you. 11 says, A just balance and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are His work. You see that? So, God will balance your scales for you. And then it says, And when you look back, everything that was in that bag of all that work that you did, was all God. Mm. And you give God all the glory for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you built that nice, you built this thing, you did this, you got established. Yeah, I couldn't do it without God. You're giving God all the glory and all the praise for it. Mm. And we saw that, how it's an abomination to think you did this on your own. Mm. Right. God didn't establish my steps. It was all about me. I established your, my steps. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Twelve says, It's an abomination to the king to do evil. For the throne is established by righteousness. And you can use that even as a leader. You know? It's an abomination for a leader to do evil. At any capacity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's for the throne, for whatever you're leading, is is supposed to be established by righteousness. Which means that God puts you in your authority lead. Mm -hmm. So, because God allowed you to be in authority, whatever capacity, right? Mm -hmm. You are to lead without evil. But if you have evil intent, it's an abomination to God. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's an abomination to God to lead people astray. And see, that's what happens when you are a leader 
and you leading people astray. It's an abomination to God to do so. So you can just, and I'm not saying you leading them away from Christ, but you just leading them in an evil manner. Just being mean as a boss. This is an abomination to God. And you have to pay for that. God told us earlier in the scriptures that nobody gets past that. He gets anybody for that. Right? Yeah. Nobody gets gets over. Uh -huh. God put you in leadership. Whether you knew it or not, you're in leadership because God allowed you to be there. Uh -huh. Now, because God put you there, you're in a righteous position. And He expects you to be righteous in that position. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And anything below righteousness is evil and it's an abomination to him. Right. And you have to pay for that. Right? right? 13 says, Righteous lips are the delight of a king. And he loves him who speaks what is right. He loves him who speaks what is right. And again, righteous lips are the delight of a leader. And he loves him who speaks what is right. God loves his leaders not only to be righteous, but to speak righteous. And to speak on what's right. And to do what's right. Right? Right. 14 says, A king's wrath is a message of death, and a wise man will appease it. A leader's wrath is a message, as a messenger of death. And God is saying this to get you to understand and a wise man will appease it. You don't want to feel the wrath of your leader if the leader is being led by God. <laughs> you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is a righteous leader. And God's saying that when he's when when a righteous leader is leading righteously, God backs him. And it's in your best interest to just do what he say. Uh-huh, Right? Fifteen. In the light of a king's face, there is life. And his favor is like the cloud that brings the spring rain. The leader in your life could be an awesome person to work with. Mm -hmm. But a true leader knows when to put the hammer down when necessary. Right? right? And, and, and you know, a lot of times 
you'll see leaders make decisions that is best for everybody, but it's not, it might not be good for you, but it's best for the whole bunch. Mm -hmm. But that's what true leaders make real decisions about. You see? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you're never going to please everybody all the time. Uh-huh. But you do what's best for the mass. Right. According to how God wants you to lead. Right. And see, these are things as we as we read these scriptures and we was talking about, you know, as we go through Proverbs, we understand that these are things that this is how Solomon was leading. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh -huh. Using the wisdom of God to lead God's people. And in any leadership role, we're all supposed to use the wisdom of God in whatever capacity to lead God's people. Okay. And when you don't, you will feel the wrath of God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. I want us to know, and I want us to understand that, you know, when God is leading the leaders, you can't fail. That's right. You can't fail. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, and you know you're doing right, and you know you're following what God told you to do, no matter who is upset about it, you have to do what God tells you to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. And you'll rather face the wrath of man than to face the wrath of God any day. And we can't be those fair weather leaders that whatever the mass say do, we just go ahead and do. Because it's going to please what they want us to do. And you think it does, but they see you as soft and they take advantage. It's what happened to Aaron under Moses. Uh -huh, uh -huh. They took advantage of him because they knew he wasn't Moses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right? right. Mm -hmm. Now Moses had been leading them all of this time. As soon as Moses leave and come back and he wor they worshiping false idols and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dancing around and doing everything. Now, they didn't do that none of the time that they was with Moses. Uh -huh. As soon as he leaves, this is what happened. And you cannot be that Aaron leader. You have to lead like Moses. Right. Take charge. Uh -huh. Be in command. Right. Use the wisdom of God that he gave you. And the only way you'll be able to use the wisdom of God is to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Repent and be baptized in the Holy Spirit and be saved. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today in Proverbs 16 where we see you have given us a blueprint on how to lead. Uh -huh. And we understand that you read our hearts. Mm -hmm. 
and you weigh our spirits. And Father, we just ask that you come into our hearts and weigh our spirits truly, that we may better ourselves in your eyes and be the leaders that we're supposed to be and not become an abomination to your eyes. Father, we thank and praise you. Uh -uh. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and we say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.